RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. RTHK learns the police will deploy 8,000 officers across Hong Kong tomorrow for National Day ceremonies. Legislators pass a bill to criminalise voyeurism and the photographing of people's private parts without their consent. And a lawmaker says the mainland is not impressed with the way Hong Kong manages quarantine hotels. RTHK has learnt the police are planning to deploy more than 8,000 officers across the territory for National Day tomorrow to protect various ceremonies. Top officials and other dignitaries will attend a flag-raising ceremony and reception tomorrow morning at Wan Chai's Convention and Exhibition Centre. The areas around the venues have now been closed off. Police sources said their elite units, including the so-called Raptor Squad, as well as the Counter-Terrorism Response Unit, will conduct high-profile patrols at what they described as sensitive locations. Lawmakers have passed a bill to criminalise voyeurism and the photography of people's intimate parts without their consent. The new law makes observing or recording intimate acts for obtaining sexual gratification illegal. It also criminalises the publication and recording of images of people's intimate parts without their consent, including so-called upskirt photos and altered images combining a person's face and another person's intimate parts. The maximum punishment for the new sex offences is five years in prison. DAB lawmaker Elizabeth Quatt welcomed the new changes, saying existing laws do not target such crimes and do not have a strong enough deterrent effect. From now on, we have specific act to tackle all the problem and I hope this will be a starting point that all the public, general public will aware that this kind of action is not just hurting people but a criminal action. Roundtable legislator Michael Teen says he's learned that mainland officials are not happy with how Hong Kong manages its quarantine hotels or its quarantine exemption criteria. Experts and officials from the SAR and the mainland met earlier this week to discuss resuming quarantine-free travel, though nothing concrete came out of it. Mr Teen, who's also a local deputy to the National People's Congress, said mainland officials have very low trust in Hong Kong's safety standards at quarantine hotels, since they're not guarded by law enforcement officers. He also said the SAR government isn't transparent enough over which travellers are exempted from quarantine. Until we actually slam on the brakes and really take harsh measures, safeguarding the quarantine hotel and the airport and deal with the exempted list, I think it's going to be a very long and ongoing discussion. The head of a recycling firm which operates a government recycling station in Tin Hao has apologised after media reports revealed staff at the facility had thrown away items that were meant to be recycled. Stephen Chan, who heads the 121C Society for Recycling, said the station received 12 bags of styrofoam on August the 13th. When the manager was out for lunch, staff members who were concerned about complaints over street obstruction took some of the bags to the refuse station. Mr Chan says new measures are now in place at the Green at Tin House station and the manager will be in charge of deciding what materials would be disposed of. Turning overseas, North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un has spurned a US offer of talks as a show to cover up what he called America's hostile acts. Mr Kim was speaking at the Supreme People's Assembly. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports from Seoul. Kim Jong-un reserved his harsh words for Washington but offered a potential diplomatic opening to Seoul. In his speech at the Supreme People's Assembly, he said the new Biden administration had not changed its hostile views towards Pyongyang. The US has said that it's willing to meet with North Korea at any time and anywhere, but Mr Kim rejected this offer as a show. 
However, he said he was willing to restore inter-Korean hotlines in the next week as a first step towards reconciliation with South Korea. Daily communication between the two countries to avoid rising tensions were stopped last year. Police in southeastern Bangladesh say unidentified gunmen have shot dead a prominent Rohingya Muslim leader in a refugee camp in the district of Cox's Bazaar. They said Mohib Ullah was talking to other community leaders when four assailants shot him. The BBC's Anbar Hassan Eti Rajan has this report. The 48-year-old Ullah was the chairman of the Arakan Rohingya Society for Peace and Human Rights. A spokesman for the UN High Commissioner for Refugees said the agency was deeply saddened by the killing of Mr. Ullah. It's not immediately clear who was behind the attack. Some of his associates blamed the hardline Arakan Rohingya Salvation Army for the killing. The group was behind several attacks on Myanmar security posts in recent years. Nearly a million Rohingya Muslim refugees have been housed in camps in Cox's Bazar district after they fled violence from Myanmar. The authorities in Ecuador now say more than 100 people died in Tuesday's prison riot in the port city of Guayaquil. More than 50 others were injured. President Guillermo Lasso has declared a state of emergency in the country's prison system. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha reports. This is the most deadly prison riot in Ecuador's history. Several of the victims were decapitated. The others were shot dead or died of injuries caused by explosive devices. Hundreds of police officers had to be deployed to stop the fighting between rival gangs. The prosecutor's office said it would open an investigation into the brutal killings. Local media have reported that the uprising was ordered by two rival Mexican drug trafficking organizations, the Jalisco New Generation and the Sinaloa Cartel. They are now operating in Ecuador and trying to encourage local gangs to work for them. A judge in Los Angeles has removed Britney Spears' father from the legal arrangement that gave him control of her life after the American pop star accused him of years of abuse. The judge said the current situation was toxic and it was in the singer's best interest that Jamie Spears' role as conservator should end. Speaking outside the court, Ms Spears' lawyer Matthew Rosengart praised her resilience. Britney Spears has been faced with a decade-long nightmare, a cop-esque nightmare orchestrated by her father, and others. And I'm so proud of her for her courage, her strength, and her poignancy. The judge agreed to temporarily appoint the pop star's accountant, John Zabel, to oversee her financial affairs. YouTube says it's strengthening its ban on COVID-19 misinformation to include blocking videos and major accounts which make false claims about approved vaccines for other diseases. The BBC's Tracy Bertram reports. YouTube says it's extending its policy to ban any videos that claim commonly used vaccines approved by health authorities are either dangerous or ineffective. The Google-owned site says it's seen a considerable spillover of COVID-19 misinformation to other potentially life-saving vaccines. In July, growing vaccine scepticism led President Biden to blame social media platforms for helping to spread misinformation, and he urged them to address it. YouTube said that the accounts of several U.S. high-profile anti-vaccine activists had been blocked, but a similar ban by Facebook in February has proved difficult to enforce. Wildlife officials in the United States have said 23 species should be removed from the endangered list and declared extinct. Many have not been cited for decades. A final judgment will be published in late December. More from the BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher. The ivory-billed woodpecker is officially dead. Gone forever. Its warbles heard now only on recordings. 
Scientists don't declare extinctions lightly. Now, though, they're reluctantly ready to say it no longer exists. The list of newly extinct species chronicles casualties of climate change and destroyed habitats. Half are from Hawaii and Guam. Islands have been hit especially hard by humans who introduced foreign species into the ecosystems. That's a recording of the Kauai O'o, one of 11 birds on the list. There are also eight freshwater mussels, two fish, a bat, and a plant. To business news, China's factory activity unexpectedly shrank in September, slipping into contraction for the first time since February last year. The figures come as high raw material prices and power cuts pressured manufacturers in the world's second largest economy, while the services sector returned to expansion as COVID-19 outbreaks receded. Vicky Wong reports. The Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, is a key gauge of manufacturing activity in China. Any figure below the 50-point mark represents contraction, while above it indicates growth. According to the National Bureau of Statistics, the PMI was at 49.6 in September versus 50.1 in August, slipping into contraction for the first time since February 2020. China's economy rapidly recovered from a pandemic-induced slump last year, but momentum has weakened in recent months, with its manufacturing sector hit by rising costs, production bottlenecks, and more recently, electricity rationing. A shortage of coal, tougher emission standards and strong demand from manufacturers and industry pushed coal prices to record highs and triggered widespread curbs on electricity usage in at least 20 provinces and regions. Higher raw material prices, especially of metals and semiconductors, have also pressured manufacturers' profits. Locally, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,458. That's 202 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $55 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 111.87 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 47 cents. To sports news now, the organisers of next year's Beijing Winter Olympics have announced there will be fans at the Games, but tickets will only be sold to spectators from the mainland. The IOC have said athletes and other participants who are not fully vaccinated will have to spend 21 days in quarantine ahead of the Games. More from the BBC's Alex Capstick. After the absence of fans from most sports at the Summer Games in Tokyo, the IOC has welcomed a plan by the Beijing organisers to allow spectators at next year's Winter Olympics. But only those from mainland China will be permitted to buy tickets. Foreign supporters, as they were in Japan, are banned. The measures designed to keep the event safe and secure from coronavirus are much stricter for athletes who have not been vaccinated. They'll be forced to spend the first three weeks of their stay in quarantine, although consideration will be given to those who can provide evidence of a medical exemption. The US Olympic Committee has already made inoculation a condition for all their athletes who qualify for Beijing. Every participant at the Games will be confined to what's been described as a closed-loop management system, which covers competition and training venues, as well as accredited accommodation. Venturing outside the bubble will be strictly prohibited. Next to football and a dramatic finish in the European Champions League, Cristiano Ronaldo scored in the 95th minute to give Manchester United a come-from-behind 2-1 victory over Villarreal. It was United's first win in the group stage of this year's competition. The BBC's Ian Dennis reports from Old Trafford. Somehow Manchester United salvaged a much-needed victory with Ronaldo's 95th minute winner. Villarreal with a better side and indeed could have been out of sight at half-time. De Gea made three excellent saves. Other chances were squandered. 
The yellow submarine had enough opportunities to sink an armada and deservedly took the lead through Alcafa after 53 minutes. Tellez volleyed United level, and when it seemed another draw was likely between these two, the Champions League record goalscorer added a valuable goal to his impressive tally to earn United three valuable points. The Swiss side young boys who beat Manchester United earlier this month went down 1-0 to Italian side Atalanta. Barcelona's struggles continue after a 3-0 defeat at Portuguese side Benfica. Barca have no points from two games in the group stage. Here's the BBC's John Bennett. Ronald Koeman's job as Barcelona head coach is hanging by a thread after their second successive 3-0 Champions League defeat. They got off to a nightmare start against his former club Benfica. Darwin Nunes cutting inside from the left to score on just two minutes. Barcelona responded well and had chances to equalise. But just a minute after Fati and Coutinho had come on to try to force a way back into the game, more awful defending led to another Benfica goal. Rafa Silva following in a Marc-Andre Stegen save to make it 2-0. After that, Barca crumbled and Nunes added a third from the spot before Eric Garcia was sent off near the end. More pressure on Koeman and next up in La Liga, it's the champions Atletico Madrid on Saturday. In the same group, Robert Lewandowski scored twice as Bayern Munich beat Dinamo Kiev 5-0 to make it two wins from two games. Reigning European champions Chelsea were beaten by Juventus in Turin, with Federico Chiesa scoring the only goal of the game. In the same group, Zenit St. Petersburg beat Malmo 4-0. Salzburg were 2-1 winners over Lille, and it finished one all between Wolfsburg and Sevilla. Eight members of Argentina's rugby union squad who went on a jaunt to a health spa during their current visit to Australia have been blocked from returning to their training camp. The BBC's Shaima Khalil has more details. The six players and two staff members of Argentina's rugby union team travelled to Byron Bay in northern New South Wales for a health retreat and were stopped when they tried to return to Queensland. Under the current COVID-19 internal border restrictions, residents wishing to move between the two states for essential purposes must obtain a travel pass. The Queensland Police Deputy Commissioner said the squad members did not have an exemption to re-enter the state. The Rugby Championship governing body said the trip breached tournament rules and the players would not be permitted to participate in Argentina's final match of the competition. To the weather forecast, mainly fine apart from isolated showers and thunderstorms. Very hot again this afternoon and winds will be light. The outlook, sunny periods over the National Day holiday weekend, but there will also be isolated showers. Winds will be fresh with a few showers early next week. Currently the observatory, 33 degrees, humidity at 64%. And please be advised the thunderstorm and very hot weather warnings are both now in force. To end the news, the top story once again, RTHK learns the police will deploy 8,000 officers across Hong Kong tomorrow for National Day ceremonies. New sports and weather from RTHK.
very good afternoon to you all and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday the 30th of September is today's date. A big thank you to Phil Whelan for the morning brew and also a big thank you to the wonderful sit-in presenters, James Ross for yesterday and Todd Harding on Tuesday while I was away. thinking since it's thursday you know it it is time for a bit of artsing around with andrew dambina he'll be joining us um on the phone just after the 2:30 news but before all of that this week we're going to be joined with sadia osmani for this week's chinwag and sadia will be talking about diets and exercise